Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Mitt Podcast, episode number eight. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to recreate yourself. And what's so important about it and what I exactly mean by that is you'll never get the thing that you want in life until you become the person that it takes to be able to receive it. And what I mean by that is this, just because you have a goal, a wish, or something that you want to attain, to get that thing that you want in life, you have to become a better version of yourself. And the reason why I say that is this, if you are already good enough to get the goal or the wish or the dream that you have, you would already be able to attain it and achieve it instantly because you would already be that level of a talent of a person. And so in life, we all have big goals. We all have big dreams. We all have different things that we want to accomplish, right? We're working at the company and we're a entry level sales rep and you want to become a regional sales manager. You want to become a vice president. You want to come whatever, right? Or you're in college and you're trying to figure out what, what, what's the next move? What do you want to become in life? How do you want to become successful? You know, or let's say you make $50,000 and you want to make $200,000 and you got to figure out how to multiply, you know, that money and how to get to another level and how to make more income and all those different things. And all of those things are great. You know, you got to have big goals. You got to have big dreams. You got to have things that are out in front of you that keep you moving and pushing and working hard every single day. But I'm not telling you not to become, you know, a pessimist. You know, I'm not telling you to become negative, but what I'm telling you to do is for sure, be an optimist, know that you can achieve anything, know that you can accomplish any goal if you set your mind to and you execute. But then the day, the older and older I get and the more and more and more challenges and successes and failures and opposition and good things and bad things and all in between that I have, the more I've become more and more of a realistic person, right? I still have massive goals. I still think anything can happen, but I know I'm not just going to suddenly make 10 times more money. I'm not just going to suddenly 10 times grow my company. I'm not going to suddenly just transform anything on an unbelievable level. It takes me becoming a more talented, better, well-versed version of myself so I can not only get there, but be able to maintain and continue to level up once I'm at that level. Because if you think about it, certain goals, if you achieve today with your exact skill set and knowledge and you know the way that you carry yourself and everything like that, if you got that today, it wouldn't be a blessing, it would be a burden because you wouldn't be able to handle it. You wouldn't know how to handle the situation. You wouldn't know how to handle the extra people, the extra stress, the extra decision making. And so, you know, obviously first step is figuring out, you know, what is the goal you want to achieve? What is the person that you want to become one day? What is that person you want to emulate, right? What do you want to, what do you want to replicate, right? The second is figuring out what type of person what type of version of you do would you have to become to be able to produce the results that you're after, become the person that you want to be, and make the type of capital that you want to make? Nothing is just going to happen. Nobody is going to show up at your house, knock on the door, and give you a check for a million dollars. Nobody's going to show up and say, you know what? You are a really nice person, and you do work really hard. We're going to promote you to vice president just because you work hard. Life is simple, guys. 
Life is about understanding what drives every single human person on a day-to-day basis, right? It could be success. It could be attention. It could be security. It could be, you know, being praised. It could be all different types of things. But at the end of the day, people typically do what's best for them and what's going to help them the most as an individual, their family, their friends, whatever the case may be. So you got to think of in terms very simply is, okay, if you're a high school kid and I get these messages all the time, people go, Grant, how do I make six figures while I'm in high school or I'm in college or whatever the case may be? Or how do I do this? Or how do I do that? It's simple. You have to add value to people's lives and businesses and make them money and make their situation better. Nobody cares where you went to school. Nobody cares who you know. Nobody cares anything. It's all about credibility and what you can do for the people around you. It's that simple. And you have to look at that and go, okay, for me to be able to get in that room and me to be able to get on that level, how would I have to transform myself? And it sometimes takes being a little real with yourself and maybe being a little harsh on yourself and look at yourself in the mirror, right? I tell this to my managers all the time. The second you hop on an interview with a new person that all they've done is they've Googled the company, they've Googled this, they've Googled that. They kind of have a entry level perspective on what the company is going to be like. But at the end of the day, if the first person they interview in the company does not look like the person they want to become or the lifestyle that they're trying to build or match that vision, there's no way they're going to give that person interviewing a high level of respect and focus and really have a high interest in working in the organization. Now, if the person, the second they hop on the interview, is dressed um, in in a nice suit, nice blazer, the hair is combed, they look sharp, they don't have a raggedy beard. They don't have. They don't look rough. They look sharp, business, you know, chic, whatever the case may be. And the second they're getting on the interview, they're controlling the situation. They're assertive. They're they're positive. They're responsive. They're engaging. They're charming. That person's immediate feeling about the organization is going to be completely different. And so you have to look at this in a in a real form. Is people like people who are either like them. Or people like people who are, you know, someone that they want to become. So you got to think if you want to suddenly become, get promoted, go to another income level bracket, you need to walk, talk, and carry yourself as if you were that level of a person, not tomorrow, not next week, not next year, not in five years, but today. So in other words, this, all right, you need to dress that way. You need to communicate that way. You need to understand the decisions that that person would have to make on a day-to-day basis. You need to communicate. You need to look like that person. And what happens is when you start displaying that level of energy and you start showing that you are that level of a person, that's when when you go out to eat or when you go to the job interview or when you're trying to do a deal with another company or a consumer or a company or whatever the case may be, and you walk, talk, and act as if you're that level of a person, that's when you start getting treated like one, and that's when the opportunities that that person would have, that's when they start getting presented to you because you are now displaying and carrying yourself as if you're that person, all right? Now, we have to be strategic about this, right? So, quick story, all right? 
So I always talk about solar and kind of my journey. And when I started off as a sales rep, I, at the time I was the youngest person in the entire company. I was 22 years old, right? And I had a big goal of becoming a regional sales manager, meaning that I ran an entire market. I lived in Houston and my goal was to become the regional sales manager of Houston, right? And at that time, you know, what would happen is I'd get, you know, salary, I'd get overrides, I'd be working directly with, you know, the executives in the company and the CEO. And, and I had a goal. I was like, look, I want to be the youngest regional sales manager that the company's ever had. And, and I really felt like I could do it. But if we're being honest with ourselves, I was a dropout out of college. I was 22. I had a baby face. You know what I mean? I was a young kid with very, very little experience. Now, was I great at talking? Sure. You know, was I motivated? Sure. Did I have big goals? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, nobody cares about that. The CEO is not going to suddenly promote me to an RSM of Houston and run, you know, be in, be in charge of, you know, 750 to $1.5 million of capital every single month that can affect a lot of lives just because I'm a nice, motivated guy. He's going to do it because he thinks that I can make the company money, that I can help, you know, grow the business and grow the Houston market, right? So when I came into the company, right, I'm this young kid, I'm super motivated. The first thing I thought is, okay, what type of person do I need to be to get to that level? Now, they had another regional sales manager that was very good at the time running it, right? So I knew that I really had to play the long game with this, but I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew the first thing I needed to do is I needed to carry myself and perform as if I was on that level. So first thing I did is I went out and bought a lot of suits and blazers and, and slacks and dress shoes and, 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 and looked really, really sharp. So the second I got to Houston, I was wearing blazers and dress shirts every single day. Because this was my, my thought is I said, okay, if I'm a young 22 year old with a baby face that has no experience, I can quickly start to get treated as such if I carry myself and look as if I'm a 22 or 22 year old baby face with no experience type person. So I was like, I'm going to dress the way I want to be treated. So the second I show up and everyone was older than me, I show up in a blazer, I look sharp. And I immediately start connecting with them, get closer to them, or building relationships. But I knew if I carry myself that way and I demand that respect the second I walk into the door, that I would start being treated like that. Now, I did have a small window to where if I don't perform, then I'm just some dude that dresses nice for no reason. So the next step is I needed to start learning the things and the knowledge and the management skills and the communication skills and the business skills and networking, all those different things. I needed to start learning the things that I would need as an RSM, not six months from now or a year from now when I could potentially get promoted, but today. So what I would do is I would start forming alliances with every single person in the company. I got extremely, extremely close with the RSM because I wanted to see how he operated. And I started kind of meeting the director of sales and getting kind of close with him. I started meeting everyone on the team, right? Getting close with them. And then I started reading and studying and learning how to manage a team before I ever even had one. So I was learning and studying through other people, seeing the current RSM's regional sales manager's mistakes, the current director's mistakes, their successes, what they did good, the way that the other sales reps treated them, the way that they responded to certain things they said, good and bad. And what I was doing is I was essentially living through that person and learning through their successes and failures before I ever even got in the game at that level 
in that position because I knew the pressure would be intensified. I knew that there was going to be new obstacles and different things that I had to learn. But my thought is this, look, nobody knows that that's what I want to be. But if I can learn through them now, when the opportunity presents itself and when I get the opportunity to get there, I'll be a heck of a lot more prepared because of so. So I'm learning, I'm studying, I'm doing all these different things. And you can tell, like, as the weeks and months go on, my sales increase. I start getting some attention in the company, and I'm this young guy, right? And all of a sudden, I'm like one of the top people in sales, and I'm doing great and everything like that. Now, what happens next is this. When you get attention, it's important to think about what am I going to be perceived as because you're going to have heightened attention. So everything that you do good is going to be heightened and it's going to look greater. And everything I do bad is going to look even worse because I'm a young person and I'm new. So I knew I had to be prepared for the moment when my success would get on display and I had to look, walk, talk and carry myself the right way. So I started getting success in sales. I started getting attention and they see this young guy wearing a blazer, sharp, on time, every single second I would hop on a meeting or a Zoom and the CEO or the vice president or the director or the whole company was on, I would go out of my way when we'd be practicing our sales scripts and doing role play on like situations in sales. I would go out of my way to make sure that I was going every day that those guys were on. And I made sure that my pitch was so flawless that it got the attention of the entire company. So let's think about this. They would hear me perform and it would sound top-notch, as good as anybody in the company because of how prepared I was. They look on the screen or they look in person, they see me carrying myself unbelievably. Um, Yes, I'm young, but who cares? I'm dressed in a blazer, I sound unbelievable. Then they look at the numbers and go, well, holy cow, this guy's one of the top people in the company in sales. Next thing you know, the level of respect that I started getting went through the roof. And that's when things started developing the right way. Next thing you know, our CEO came down to visit the Houston office and that's when he was excited to meet me because he heard that I was this new young guy that was sharp and doing well and all that kind of stuff. And that's when me and the CEO hit it off. And we went out, we were at dinner, we're at this, we're at that. And they, because I had prepared so much, because I had learned so much over that four or five month period, and carried myself well, he then, that is when it changed everything. He started viewing me as, oh damn, this guy's good. And he asked me, he said, what's, you know, what's your goal within the company? What do you want to achieve? I said, well, you know, I want to, you know, I want to move up eventually. You know, I've always been a leader. I understand I haven't been a manager before, but I really think I have a future leading and helping others, especially in a, in a, you know, solar sales based company. And I just feel like it's instinctive to me. He's like, okay, cool. That's, that's great to know, man. Just keep, you know, keep doing the right things, blah, blah, blah. So next thing you know, about three to four weeks later, right? And I, like I said, I'd set up this all the right way. I had put in the work. I was displaying every single day that I was a person that people in the company could go to for advice and other people in the sales team could come for advice. And it was never like this. I'm trying to be a manager and I'm trying to, you know, not at all. Like I lit the current manager. Like I never undermined him. I sat back. I knew when to be quiet. I didn't tell them how they should run things. I was just friendly. I executed. I was professional. I was on time and I helped everyone around me as much as humanly possible. So I had the level of respect that I needed. 
Next thing you know, out of nowhere, the RSM for the company that was the best one, it was in Houston, that I thought there was never, I was never going to get a shot at being able to move up. Out of nowhere, he takes a job somewhere else. And it shocked everyone. I had no idea it was coming. And a day later, I get a call from the CEO who had only reached out to me like one time in a six month period. And he said, Hey, I remember you said, you know, you were interested in eventually becoming a regional sales manager. Do you have time to talk this week? And I said, sure. Let's, let's talk this week. When are you free? He said, Thursday's good. I said, perfect. Next thing you know, the first thing that he brings up on the call is, Hey, so when, you know, a, a couple months ago, we've noticed you were hopping on zoom and I noticed you were just, you just sounded so good and so effective and you're carrying yourself so well. And then when I actually met you in person, if I'm being honest, out of all the people that we met, you were by far the sharpest person in that group, including the former RSM. And he said, do you still have aspirations to become a leader? And that's when I knew I did it. Because he didn't make the call and ask me to do it because there was five, six, seven, eight people in the Houston market. They were all older and had more experience than me. But he didn't do that because he thought I was cool or because he liked me or because I just worked hard. Not even really because I had good sales volume, but the way I was presenting and carrying myself for those last however many months made me look like I was already the RSM today. So the CEO wasn't doing it to be nice. It wasn't doing it because he needed me. He was doing it and giving me the opportunity because I was displaying that, look, maybe this guy could do something. Maybe this guy could really, really make a difference in the company because I was carrying myself that way that very moment. And because of that, I started getting treated differently and that's when opportunities started happening. So long story short, what happened is, as he said, look, you know, the youngest one we've ever had in this position, the second youngest guy ever, I think was 28, 29. And you're, you know, you're only 22 years old. You know, everyone that's would be working for you, um, you know, obviously would be a lot older than you. So respect's a big thing. Um, we talked to the team and we actually reached out and they reached out to all the different sales reps that were on the team. And they all said nothing but great things about me. Because if you backtrack... I was spending so much time helping them not to try to get something, but to try to literally genuinely help them. And because of that, I had helped them be successful. Therefore, they respected me and what I was doing as a person. So I had all the boxes checked. And that's when he said, look, we're going to give you like a two-week run. I want you to run it. Make sure Houston succeeds. If you do well and everything goes good, we're going to go ahead and promote you and offer you the job. I said, perfect. And next thing you know, we started building Houston and I became the youngest RSM in the company's history. And this is nothing. And it came from no skill. It came from nothing. It came from me not wishing and hoping that one day I'll get the opportunity. It came from me walking, talking and carrying myself as if I was a regional sales manager today and throughout every moment of that beginning portion of me working for that company. So then when the opportunity came, the shoe fit, there was no, it, it was an obvious decision. And that's how we have to look at things in life, guys. 
you're never going to become, I'm going to say the quote I said at the beginning, you're never going to become the person that you want to become until, or excuse me, you're never going to get the things that you want until you become the person that it takes to be able to receive it, right? And it takes development, right? And I was telling this to one of my um, sales leaders actually last week is, and he was like, man, I'm just a little stressed out and this and blah, 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 blah. And what happened was, is he had just brought on an extra two or three new sales reps. And as a first time manager, he's experiencing what it's like to still have to be able to get deals and still have to be able to handle your own self, but also having to deal with a heck of a lot of other problems with other people that are brand new and fresh and never been in the industry. And you still having to perform as a leader. And he was a little stressed out. And what I told him is I said, look, always remind yourself this is anytime you get that uncomfortable feeling in your stomach, like you don't know what to do next, or you don't know how something's going to work out, or you're stressed out about the situation that you're in. It's a telltale sign guys that one, you're growing. And two, it's a telltale sign that you need to develop more as a person. Because if you were better you would not have that uncomfortable feeling in your stomach. It wouldn't even be a conversation or a thought. It would just be something that you could easily fix. And and I'm sure you guys can feel this too. There were certain times when, let's think about it when you learned how to drive, right? If you're 15, 16 year olds, years old and you hop in the car, it's pretty nerve wracking. Your whole muscles are tight. You're worrying about wrecking. You either got your, you know, the car, you know, instructor or whatever, or your parent or whoever telling you how to do it. It's high stress. You're nervous. You're worried about even freaking turning on a street, much less the highway. But then now, if you want to drive from Houston to Austin or LA to San Francisco or whatever, you just hop in your car and go. It's no big deal. You don't even think about it. And life and business is the same way. Is what I told him is there's things that I used to stress about a year or two years ago that I would lose sleep over that I literally would laugh at now. Because the problem didn't disappear. It appeared in a different version, but I became a better person that was that had the guts and the, the skill set and the experience to be able to handle that situation. And so like one thing I used to say this, and I, I would say this when I was a broke college kid, just got a sales job and I'm Ubering in between appointments just to make money to be able to continue to go to appointments, you know, to get out of my situation. I would tell my, and then when I became a first time manager, director to all the way to now, I always remind myself this, no matter if you're in a dorm room right now, listen to this, whether you're in high school, whether you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 30, whatever age you are, remind yourself this. If you can't deal with the problem that you're dealing with now, why do you deserve anything bigger? Why do you deserve any other better opportunity in life? Why do you deserve the thing that you most want and the goal that you've always wanted to achieve? Because if you can't handle this certain situation you're in now, why do you deserve to deal with any other more difficult problem? So just remember that. It's doing the little things right and it's focusing and developing yourself you look in the mirror and figure out what version of yourself do you need to create and become so you can be the person that it takes to be able to achieve the goals that you want. It's that simple. So think about that this week. I hope you guys enjoyed episode eight and hope to talk to you guys soon. Don't forget to follow um, us on Instagram, um, TikTok, and on YouTube just for more content. It's at Grant Mitt. 
And if you guys have any questions, need advice, um, I do get a lot of messages, but I try to respond to as many people possible and, and help out as many people as I can. So feel free to message me on there. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a review. And I appreciate you guys. And I hope you guys have an amazing week. See you guys for episode nine.